Hey everyone, Rob here with a quick disclaimer before you get into the episode proper. I've just listened to the episode that you're about to listen to for sensor reasons, and I'd like to apologize for an issue that I found. It turns out that my audio for this episode was recorded with the wrong device. Rather than going through my usual microphone, my blue snowball, the microphone that you're hearing me right now on, it seems that for this episode, when we recorded it, Audacity chose to fool me and opted instead to record my voice through webcam for that one. So that's why my section of this episode sounds, for lack of a better term, called in. The software's been reinstalled, the microphones in question have been scolded in no uncertain terms that they are never to fool me like this again. But uh, yeah, that's what happened in this episode. Also, tiny hint, but you may want to stick around for the end of the episode where you'll hear an exciting giveaway that Drew has lined up. So thanks for listening, everyone, and enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of the Inking Out Loud podcast. Today, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently, as this episode won't really be fitting into our regular lineup of releases. We're going to be releasing this separately and as a bonus. And by the time you're listening to this, that means Rhythm of War is now released for the public. Today, Drew and I are going to be taking some time, albeit, you know, a a shorter amount of time than we generally have been lately, to discuss... (laughs) the newest installment in the Stormlight Archive, without spoilers this time. So without further ado, here's our very own spoiler-free discussion to whet your appetite for what is coming. Where do we begin, my man? Yeah, so I've been given a lot of thought to this, you know, over the last few days, trying to settle my thoughts on on this book. And and where I kind of settled on starting is just the story. How did we feel about the story? Mm. So I'm I'm going to be completely winging it here. I have not prepared any notes, and I also want to to, to lead with um, a, a small disclaimer that I've only read this book once. Uh, Drew's read it more than I have. He was uh, as as a beta, he's read it part by part, and he's had you know months to digest. Here I'm going to be just uh, treading lightly myself and mostly winging it. As far as the story goes. I mean, it's it's a Stormlight Archive book. What else can be said? It's going to be epic. It's going to be spectacular. It's <laughs> going to be heartbreaking, and it's it's going to bring you so many things that you didn't know that you wanted. And this is definitely it stands with all of its predecessors. Uh, I've I've heard that many of the I've heard many of the betas actually say at this point, and those who have had advanced reading copies say that this is their favorite volume of the Stormlight Archive. I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to, to commit to agreeing on that yet it'll take uh i'm gonna let it simmer a few more times but it was definitely an incredible read and i'm going to be buying it in as many different formats as possible <laughs> audiobook uh ebook i'm gonna be getting the physical just to have it and keep pretty yeah i mean it, it it really is it was worth the wait and that's all that really needs to be said at this point yeah i i absolutely think it was worth the wait um when, when I'm looking at this as a story, uh, I keep coming back to um, sort of the foundational descriptor of the Stormlight Archive in my mind, and that is ambitious. Mm. Brandon Sanderson <laughs> is doing something extraordinarily ambitious with the Stormlight Archive, and of the four volumes thus far, 
I think Rhythm of War is the most ambitious approach to storytelling he has taken yet. Without question, uh, yeah. It's it's doing uh, it's it's doing new things for this series. Um, he's he's choosing new places to focus while still retaining the soul and the characters that make the Stormlight Archive what we love. And ultimately, um, you know, you said you can't really, uh, you know, make a decision about where this book ranks in the, in the Stormlight Archive, but after having read this multiple times now, uh, I do think this is my favorite in the series so far. And I expect that after a few more rereads, I will be I will be ready to agree with that sentiment. Yeah, I mean it's not it, it, again without without spoiling anything. This is my first time doing a spoiler free review. I'm going to have to watch myself here. Um, <laughs> it's a little more personal. It's a little more intimate, you know. And if you're the kind of person who who looks for that, you know, it's it, it's gonna it's. Oh, it's just so good. I myself love a lot of these moments that we're going to have. There's, oh boy, oh boy. I, I've almost spoiled three different things here. I'm going to shut up and give you another chance while I collect my thoughts here. But, I mean, no, you're, you're you know, right. Yeah, go that, ahead. Though. Sorry. Um, I, I'm just going to spend five minutes formulating and then I'll, I'll hop back in. <laughs> yeah. So we have a huge cast of characters in the Stormlight Archive, you know, we we are given a pretty strong focus through the the first two books on three of them, specifically, you know, Kaladin, Shallan, and Dalinar. Uh, but as we moved into uh, Words of Radiance and Oathbringer, um, we started getting a little more of a focus for characters like Adeline and Navani and Zeth and Venli. And <clears throat> this book takes that route more strongly than ever before. Um, obviously, you know, everybody knows going into this book, this is the Venli book, the Eshonai book, that each of each of these books in the series has a, a character uh, which is um, a character who gets the focus of flashbacks. And, and Rhythm of War is focused on Venli and Eshonai in the flashbacks. But as a, you know, kind of a, a result of that decision, you know, we have Brandon trying to explore new sides of the conflict uh, that we started getting a little bit in Oathbringer, and it's brought more to the focus here in, in Rhythm of War. And I think that's a, a bold step for him to take at this juncture of the, uh, of the series. But I also think it works really well because even though we're getting more time with, you know, characters like Venli, um, it's not like he's leaving the original cast of heroes, you know, out to dry or anything. We still have plenty of Kaladin, plenty of Shallan and Adeline and Dalinar and Navani. You know, we we still have what made us love this series in the first place. And where you were saying you felt this book was more intimate in some ways, uh, I agree. There are a couple of moments in this book that hit just as hard 
as anything in Oathbringer with Dalinar or Shallan. Hit just as hard as anything in Way of Kings with Kaladin. Um, it, it's, it's a testament to how Brandon has built himself as a writer, where every character has important things going on inside them. And so even when they're in a scene that's not necessarily action-packed or, or fraught with world-spanning implications, it's still an important scene for that character because of what's going on inside them, in their hearts, in their minds. And, mm. and Rhythm of War, to me, draws that more sharply than ever before. Yeah. Yeah, you were just talking about how, how Sanderson has been building himself as a writer, and I do completely agree with that. We've reached the point in the series, I think, where... Oh, sorry, my phone's, yeah. my phone's Google just went off there. It, I guess I said, <laughs> like, a, a key phrase that I must have set it off there. Um, not like... There's so much happening, of course, being a Stormlight book. There's there's everything that you want to find. You're going to find lots of it. And we've reached the, the, the part of this series where it, it really starts to take off on its own. This is not to say that the previous installments have felt like they are being pushed, that they're being forced, but the momentum is, is almost out of control at this point. These things are, <laughs> it, it reads like it's coming out of Sanderson, not that he's voicing it as much as, as he used to be. It's, it feels effortless in a way. And you were talking about, how ambitious it is and it is so ambitious i mean even exploring new things with the magic that i wasn't expecting to explore yeah. perhaps ever let alone this early in the series so many foundational things being twisted apart and, and actually flipped on their heads and so much more depth and detail to the magic way more like i've gone on i've glowed about how much i love science and like especially when it's being intermingled with magic and how Sanderson deftly or deftly weaves them together. And there's so much of that. There's so much for Rob Santos in this book. <laughs> you know. I just even with, with our epigraphs, I'm not gonna spoil any of them, but there's so many things reading the epigraphs where I'm just going, Oh, like I was going into this in my first read, just texting Drew impression by impression, and I was talking for the most part about the epigraphs. For the first part or the second part. And I, I again, Drew, you kept telling me, you're like, dude, you, you don't even know. The epigraphs are like not even the top 100 list of things that are most interesting about this book. And you're absolutely right. By the time I got halfway through, I, for, I had forgotten what I was so giddy about in the first place. Because it, it, Sanderson's like a chef. Or no, he's just bringing things out of the kitchen constantly. And every new dish you see is making you completely forget about the last one. It's just, there's so much to be had. And I had an incredible time reading it, even on a little PDF on a 5-inch Samsung Galaxy S8. You know, it was still, I was white-knuckling it the whole time. It's such a good read. And I, I'm glad that we've arrived at least in the, the latter half of the first arc in the series. It's just, it's so much going on. Yeah, and, and, and so kind of on that topic of, of the magic and the world, the setting... And the work Brandon does in this book on that end, <clears throat> I had, uh, I, it's kind of a tale of two aspects for me, um, where the way he approaches his world building in this book is 
much more focused at the bigger picture of the Cosmere rather than the the smaller picture of just Roshar. Um, th- this book is structured in such a way that we don't have as wide a variety of new locations and, and new cultures and settings as we have been getting in previous books. But to balance that out, there is just such a huge array of the magic explored and the implications of the Cosmere at large interacting with Roshar in the Stormlight Archive. And for a reader like me, that is wonderful. <laughs> uh, you know, that's mm. the stuff I live for. And... I will say that it may turn off some readers if that's not what they like. Um, if, Especially if some readers are only reading the Stormlight Archive. It's likely there are going to be points in Rhythm of War where you are confused. Or maybe even a little bitter. You feel like you're being left out of something. Where you can recognize there's something going on here that I don't understand. You know? And uh, and and that's something that Brandon has been trying to juggle, you know, for a long time. He he has always said that his his series can be read on their own. You don't need to read all the other books to understand what's going on. And I I just don't know if that's the case anymore. Uh, as of Rhythm of War, uh, I think there there are some arguments that you can make that you can still read rhythm of war without reading everything else and and get you know the you know rich satisfying reading experience but there are things that happen in this book that you just cannot understand fully without reading other cosmere books yeah i'm actually glad that you that you brought this up on your own that you arrived there because my next point was just going to be literally setting you up to reinstate it or to, to reiterate exactly how you felt about that because uh we've already re- like recorded our episodes on rhythm of war you know if mm-hmm. you're like this is going to be the last one that we actually record chronologically our uh, our episodes on rhythm of war have all been have all been recorded we've <laughs> we had some of our longest discussions that we've ever had on this book how how many hours do you think we actually have in total we have five episodes on rhythm of war not four like the previous ones it's, and i would give those yeah. an average of two hours change on each I of those think yeah i think we may have had like one or two that were under two hours but then we had a couple that were well over so yeah I, I mean i think we i honestly if i'm gonna just ballpark i'm pretty sure we did 11 or 12 hours on rhythm of war itself right it would not surprise and, me <laughs> yeah I, I you're like you're you're, you're totally right um with with what sanderson is doing here there's some there, if you're not too much into long-winded explanation or not i don't want to say long-winded that's actually a derogatory term if you're not too much into in-depth very focused discussions about the finer points of the magic system i don't know why you wouldn't be into that because that's my favorite thing it, <laughs> it, it could it could draw a little bit aside for you but at the same time there is it doesn't matter what you like because what you do like you're going to find lots of it at some point in this book mm-hmm. i i i myself have had reservations in the past about characters that i don't like 
for the most part, those are completely fading away. Um, there are characters that I didn't like at all that now I'm really, really starting to grow attached to. Um, some that I really hesitate to admit that I'm growing attached to. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it just, I, I, oh, I'm so, I, I'm at a loss for words because I get so excited about what I've read here. I want to spoil things and I have to keep reminding myself, <laughs> yeah. no, that's right. That's not what we're doing today. I keep starting a sentence about to go off on a tangent about how awesome this was or how epic that was and it's like oh no i'm gonna be mysterious for it today yeah i mean i'm so glad that i got the opportunity to read this like when i got this file from drew i had been waiting i'd been checking my email because drew had said i'm gonna i swear i'm gonna get you a copy of this if it's the last thing i do i did a little dance in the garage when that PDF finally came in. I was doing Martin Lawrence's dance from Bad Boys 2 when he's walking up to the captain's house in the dark. You know, for those who have seen that movie, that was the dance that I was doing for like three minutes solid in the garage. And the garage was open. I'm sure there was neighbors down the street that could see me, probably wondering what kind of drugs this guy's taking. <laughs> Stormlight is the best drug, my friend. Yes. Yeah. There are a few things as, as potent. Um, yeah, so I, I have a, a couple of more writing aspects that that I want to touch on in this review and one of them is something that is always an elephant in the room when it comes to Brandon Sanderson and that is pacing um he he has been known uh, he's kind of gotten a reputation as somebody who has weirdly paced books um a lot of his early novels start very slowly and have a, a an extended segment of slow exposition and building and and then hitting an insanely quick rising action into a you know just just a an exciting climax that uh has become known as you know the sander lanch or the sandstorm or sanderson avalanche whatever you want to call it um and over time he's gotten better at smoothing out that pacing so where you have a book like elantris for instance his first published uh, novel had a, a, um, a, a fairly different pace to it. And, and that's often the biggest complaint people have about that book is that it's, it's very slow for most of it. And then it just goes nuts for like the last hundred pages. Um, <laughs> with Rhythm of War, it's paced uniquely among all of Brandon Sanderson's novels. And in, in some ways this is good and in some ways this is bad for me. Uh, Brandon has talked uh, a little bit uh, you know, on Reddit uh, during his writing updates and things like that uh, in the lead up to this book being released about how there is a time skip between Oathbringer and Rhythm of War. That there's about a year, maybe a little more than a year in between these books. And that he wrote part one of Oathbringer to be a Sanderson avalanche for this unwritten book that takes place over the year between Oathbringer and Rhythm of War. And because of that, this book hits the ground running like no other Brandon Sanderson novel. However, because it's framed like the climax of a book, what happens after a climax is always a denouement. And that's usually, you know, a big, like, chill-out, come-down moment 
where we have some character introspection and and uh, this sort of deep breath after the action. Having a denouement like that in part one feels strange to me. The the pacing starting off with this, you know, Sanderson avalanche essentially, and then going into a denouement before picking back up in part two with the rest of the main story of this book is a little bit of narrative whiplash. And I I can't say it was a mistake for Brandon to pace the book this way, but it didn't land totally for me. What about you? Yeah, I mean, continuing on that point about pacing and, and how this book starts, you're, you're completely correct when you say it does hit the ground running. And I, I, I made this point during our Rhythm of War episodes, which if you're listening to this, you're going to start seeing released very, very soon. Um, it's it, I, I opened up by saying it felt a little surreal to read. The things are immediately happening and they're happening and they're happening. And to me, it felt like I was picking up, I was diving it straight into Stormlight 8 or Stormlight 9 <laughs> is what it felt like when I started reading, right? There are so many things happening that are just like, oh, oh my, oh, we're seeing that already this early in the series. And this is a point that we've stressed time and time and time again with the end of words of radiance and how the everstorm arrives there at the end of book two and so many things are happening in book three with these direct confrontations with odium it's just this continues that trend there are such massive paradigm shifting things happening that Mm -hmm. i i wasn't ready to read and i got so excited for i mean my i'm my heart rate (laughs) reading this book was a was a roller coaster. It was up and down, up and down, up and down. It was a workout in itself. I mean, uh, it was it was so good, <laughs> so long. Again, let's let's talk about the length of this book. I mean, it of course it's the longest Stormlight book yet. You know, it, Sanderson is continuing with that trend of making these books slightly bigger, slightly better, slightly more epic. And I mean. Oh, I'm, even though we're at the point where we're, re- we're reading 1,200 page books, I'm still putting this thing down, wishing it had been just a little bit longer. <laughs> you know, again, yeah. like a drug, you just you you never you're never quite finished. You're always looking forward to your next fix. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with with the pacing and with the size of this book, even though we have this big climax and then denouement in part one. And then it picks back up in you know in part two with the the main story continuing on, because it feels a little disjointed there, as if part one is the end of one story and part two is starting mm-hmm. another one. Um, <clears throat> what we get in parts two through five is like a condensed, and I use that word with a giant grain of salt, <laughs> obviously, um, <laughs> a condensed Stormlight Archive novel. And the pace in in the last four parts of this book is very quick. It 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 does not waste time. It's tight. It's focused. Uh, we you know this ties back to what I was saying, where he doesn't spend a whole lot of time developing disparate cultures and locations on Roshar, and it's because this story is so tight. It's so streamlined, and. And my cat is, is the kitty that I just heard? Noise. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he agrees, too. He's like, tell me about it, man. Yeah, but 
when I think about how, you know, Oathbringer, for instance, is paced, it, that book sprawls a lot more than Rhythm of War does. And I know there are a lot of people out there who did not like Oathbringer as much, in part because of that sort of sprawl. That is not what's happening here in, in Oath or in Rhythm of War. It's it is a yeah. different sort of book entirely. Yeah, like you're, you're talking about the the tightness of the story, and particularly with the climax. Uh, and you do make a great point. Like the other books are wider in a, in some way. I, I suppose the other books, particularly Oathbringer, can be con- interpreted as grander in scale. Um, this, I think, you know, Sanderson was very very public. If you follow him on social media, he's 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 a very open, very communicative author, particularly engaging with his fans. And he he made a few points that to to show that he was actually going to be outlining Stormlight Four and Stormlight Five yes. before he actually started writing this book, and it definitely reads like it. Even though this is the longest book yet, it still overall definitely feels like it's it's really really just setting up an intense, incredible, uh, fiery, brilliant conclusion that we're going to get in stormlight 5 i feel like stormlight 5 for some reason is going to take place over a, a very very short span of time you know in world because there are so many pieces being set up and pointed toward one another that there are so many climaxes immediately inbound Every, a lot of a lot of things are left very imminent i don't think that's a spoiler yeah. to say it's at the it's end of this be, book it's going to be interesting to see um, how how book five turns out, but I will say, out of all of the uh, Stormlight books so far, I think the end of this book left me wanting the next one more than any of the others. Mm. Maybe only <laughs> yeah, Words I'm... of Radiance uh, comes close, but yeah. the, uh, basically, upon finishing this book, I I immediately wanted to know, and I haven't had that reaction to any of the other Stormlight books. Obviously, you know, I've finished them and I've wanted to find out what comes next, but none of them end with such a compelling note as Rhythm of War. Uh, and, and you know, the, the Sanderson avalanche in this book is just so good. It's so crazy. I think uh, it, this one has the most twists and turns of any avalanche so far. It has more than its share of spectacle, as you will come to expect at this point, you know, with with Brandon Sanderson. But this one has some real shocks to it. I mean, yeah. (laughs) The last real point that I have to bring up here are these shocks. You know, these giant, oh my god moments that that make you stop and, and seriously doubt what you've just read because it can't be as awesome or as epic as you think it just was it's like mm-hmm. no way he's not about to oh my god he's about to oh my god he did it yeah. <laughs> there's there's like there you know especially being a stormlight book at the very end he's going to be setting up a lot of things to happen in the next book and there are these big shocks that you're going to get i loved the ending of words of radiance for that reason i love the ending of oathbringer for that reason and rhythm of war continues in that trend you're like there there is this huge self-contained story that has everything like i said that you could possibly want in it i i don't think anybody's going to be coming out of this um like left wanting feeling like anything's missing 
but these 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 few punches that you get at the very end where you're just like oh my god i need this next book right now i don't need it three years from now right uh i mean i, I just i really can't wait for a reread and i i i'm gonna be probably going through this book at least a dozen more times over the next year and it's gonna suck because after having read it a few more times there's gonna be a litany of things that i had i'm gonna be listening to our inking out loud episodes on and thinking oh why didn't i bring this up oh damn i could have talked about that it's gonna be years again before i get a chance to really say everything that i've uh (laughs) left this book with and how much it's 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 moved me because oh my god Mm -hmm. yeah uh I I wish you know we there's a a semi infamous video out there now um, back oh. when Words of Radiance came out that I convinced Rob to film himself reading a specific scene um, at the end of Words of Radiance and and got a a pretty priceless reaction from it <laughs> and yeah. there was another scene really there were a couple of scenes in Rhythm of War that that would have been perfect but unfortunately we didn't get a video of it. Um, no, no, no. I didn't have a nice, <laughs> nice old uh, apartment behind me and stuff like that. I, I just, I'm sitting here in the parents' basement. You know, I was just like, ah, maybe I just don't record another video for this one. Maybe I just uh, put that much more energy into our Rhythm of War episode. Like I said, we did like 12 hours of discussion on Rhythm of War. Yeah. Mostly yeah. Josh Harkey. So, I mean, if you've liked our episodes with Josh Harkey and, and Oathbringer, guess what? You're going to see a few more uh, surprise last minute appearances where, where Josh, you know, really decided, you know what, we've been sitting down for two hours already, but I'm going to help you guys record the next one. If you're going to do Rhythm of War right now, all right, we'll do that too. Huge shout out to Joshua Harkey of the 17th Shard. There were some serious, like, four, five hour long sessions that he, he sat in on us with when he was only expecting to do two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, before we wrap up, um, we... You know, I, I'd like to just you know get a, a quick you know rating out of five stars. How did how oh did you uh, come down on Rhythm of War? I don't even think I can, I can give this one a rating for two reasons. Number one, like I said, I need this. It needs to simmer. I need to do many many more rereads before I can appropriately contextualize this alongside with the other Stormlight books. But also because Sanderson's bar has has been shifted so high with every sequential Stormlight book that it. In a way, it kind of represents the end of the spectrum. That's phenomenal, right? Like this is kind of defining what I think is a is a five <laughs> out of five, rather than I just it's I, I I reserve judgment for now. I will just say it is incredible, and I don't think I can give it a score because I don't know if I can count that high. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, on on a basic you know five star rating, I do give this book five out of five stars, and and I will go a little further with that and and say that I think this is the best book Brandon Sanderson has yet written. Um, he mm. has come such a long way as a writer. The the weaknesses that he had early on in his career have been improved upon so much, and his strengths have just improved as well. You know his his penchant for spectacle and cinematic fight scenes, uh, his his world building, the richness of his magic systems, and and the integration of uh, this Cosmere lore 
into his stories. It's it's all here. It's all on display, and it's all excellent. Um, but but yeah, so I I love this book. It is my favorite Brandon Sanderson book so far, and I'm extremely excited to see if and how he continues to improve going forward. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be my next point. I was going to say, it just yeah. makes you wonder what the heck he's got planned and how he's going to once again, manage to top this for book five. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to do it, <laughs> but well, I have such trust in this man by now. I'm just going to be giddy at the concept. Yeah, mm, absolutely. But, if there's one thing I, if there's one thing I have to complain about, or just like something that I was uh, wishing for a little more of, I just, I, I'd hoped that this book would have had maybe a few more settings. Um, I don't think this is a spoiler to say, but if it is, we'll we'll cut up the last minute um, of this podcast before we go into the final draft. But a lot of this book takes place, um, I should say, a majority of this book takes place in one location. Mm-hmm. And I, for for a Stormlight Archive book, I wasn't ready for that. I was expecting just like Oathbringer, just like Words of Radiance, to to really, really continue expanding in all directions. But now that I look at it in hindsight, it wouldn't really make sense to continue expanding everything when he has to draw things together in the mm-hmm. next book for an epic conclusion, right? Yeah. Do you think that because there's there's no specific plot details there? Do you think it's a spoiler for me to say that a lot of that takes place in one in one location? No, I, I don't think that's necessarily a spoiler, um, uh, especially given some of the things Brandon has talked about in in advance of mm, that's a good publication. Point. Yeah. Um, you know, he's had several Reddit updates talking about the the structure, the narrative structure of this book. I love how and, open this guy is. And the yeah, well, point like, of view groupings yeah. and things like that. Um, it, but but yeah, that just ties back to what I said earlier with the the way he develops the world in this book is different. Um, it's it's building on uh, like metaphysical aspects of the world rather than geographical aspects of it. So um, so yeah. Uh, did you say you you have something for a final draft? Because I do not. I I was not planning on doing a final draft for this one. You know. I was I was kind of stupid. I was at the grocery store earlier today, and I was looking for beers, and I was uh, I did end up picking one out, and it wasn't until about half an hour before we went live, and I realized, oh my god, that we're we're doing Rhythm of War. I had actually picked out a a, a great beer for the ending of Oathbringer. For there's a specific mm-hmm. scene at the end of Oathbringer. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm gonna talk about this beer, and then it was like half hour before we went live today. I was like, oh no, we're talking about Rhythm of War. That wouldn't even make sense now. So, I mean, the beer is upstairs. I'll probably just, just bring it on for a future episode. Beside me here, I mean, I have had precisely one finger pour of a Maker's Mark bourbon. That's all I've really had today. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> I love me some Maker's Mark. I do love me that Kentucky bourbon. I've, I've talked about it before. It's, like, in my top three favorite liquors, nice and cheap. Yeah. Very, uh, It's got this spice to it. It's got this uh, – it's, it's got something about it that's hard to – maybe honey. It's got this honey finish on it that I that I haven't been picking up on before. But yeah, I mean, I had one single pour of Maker's Mark bourbon over the recording of this episode. And <laughs> I've had it before. I'll probably have it in the future again. Yeah. So while I don't have a final draft entry, I do have an announcement for mm. uh, all of our listeners. And it has to do with final drafts. 
Over the next five Sundays, we will be releasing episodes covering Rhythm of War. And we will have final drafts on all of them. But we're going to have a little giveaway based on those final drafts. I have uh, coming my way. It's, it's not in my possession yet, but uh, it should be soon. A, an extra set of Way of Kings Leatherbounds. An want extra to, set. And we want to give them away uh, to one of our listeners. And how to be eligible, I, I will say, because I am financing this personally. Uh, unfortunately, we have to restrict it to the United States and Canada because I simply cannot afford that kind of shipping overseas. Um, <laughs> yeah. if, if you if you want to get me a, a raise at work, then maybe we can <laughs> talk about that in the future. <laughs> but, um, I, mean, I mean, keep in mind that I myself don't have a leather-bound set yet, and we're going to be giving one away. Yeah, yeah. So th- this is this is going to be something pretty fun, uh, and and yeah. So to be eligible, obviously you have to be in the United States or Canada. Listen to all five of our Rhythm of War episodes and send either uh, a direct message to the Inking Out Loud Twitter account or Instagram account. Uh, on Twitter, it's at IOL Podcast. Uh, and then I think it's IOL podcast on, on Instagram as well. Um, or, uh, send me a direct message on Facebook. Uh, you know, Drew McCaffrey, you can find me in the inking out loud group there. And in this message, you need to list at least one of the beers mentioned in each final draft for each of the five episodes of rhythm of war. If you do that, at the end of that five weeks, your name will go in the hat to be selected for a, a free set of signed Way of Kings Leatherbounds. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see how this goes. But uh, we we want to give these things away, and we love all the support we've been getting from our listeners. So we want to give back to you guys a little bit. Mm, I just got an idea. And again, this this literally came to me seconds ago while Drew was talking there. We haven't discussed this back and forth yet. This might not, you know, work out this way. But uh, I can't help but notice that we are now in the 90s for our episode numbers, for our our weekly release uh, buildup there. So we're approaching our 100th episode. And I feel like this may be something that's cool to announce on our 100th episode. I don't know how the timeline would work out there, though. There might be, like, three weeks after we finish Rhythm of War. I think it'll be finishing with, like, episode 97, uh, 98, something like that. It is episode 97 is our final Rhythm of War episode. Oh, I nailed it. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know. Maybe we won't wait three weeks after that. We won't. might not necessarily wait until episode 100 at that point, but oh, uh, no, it have, will be... Yeah, we have plenty of other things for our 100th yeah. episode. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that just yeah, that just occurred to me now, and I figured, hmm, that may be something else that we consider throwing there yeah. live, because how I, else would yeah. we uh, I have, announce uh, it? Maybe just... I have a signed set of trade paperback Mistborn, the entire Era 1 trilogy... Uh, ready to give away, and uh, we also have a, a, a little Legendarium crossover, because they're closing in on their 300th episode, um, and, and we're going to be doing a little uh, a little giveaway with them as well. So Awesome. 
Awesome. Uh, well, this has been great. I mean, it's it's nice, you know, coming out of Rhythm of War, coming out of Oathbringer, to, to actually sit down and record something that is less than an hour long has been <laughs> right. quite refreshing. Especially it when it's still, consi- it's still covering Stormlight content. It's just, you know, being very vague about doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think this brings us to the end of our spoiler-free review of Rhythm of War. If you want the full spoiler stuff, stay tuned. Uh, next Sunday, uh, I believe that will be November uh, 22nd, we will have our full spoiler episode on part one of Rhythm of War. Uh, you you do not need to worry about spoilers past part one for, for these episodes coming up. Um, uh, each we have a hard cutoff for the end of each part as we cover them, spoiler-wise. So uh, I hope you join us for that journey over the next five weeks. And as always, I have been your host, Drew McCaffrey, and with me, my co-host, Rob Santos. Right here. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs>